I need a strong cup of coffee cause I haven't slept. If you're squeezing in the sketchy, it's tighter than virgins having sex. Rest is for the achieved, yeah. Or when I'm mad, depressed. I'm not sad today and there's a few things I ain't mastered yet. They taking staggered steps. I got castles to protect, huh? Why you think I got this dragon's breath? Some might call me hazardous. Not too many that can handle this. I'm a hip-hop analyst. Let me channel my inner animal. I'm a cannibal like Hannibal. When I spit it, baby, it's flammable. Look, I'm going for your clavicle. About my capital was murder tactical. The actual, the factual. Gap it and pass it left. Call that a lateral, quadrilateral, parable, parallel, galactical. Your style is unpractical. We laugh at you. Ha ha. Blimey brought the swisher, so you know I got the la la. And ta-da. We be the mama and the papa. So every time you bullshit us, all we hear is blah blah. Nah nah. We don't speak ah blah. Your fufu kaka. We don't know nada. Bitch, you talking all that rah rah. Yeah, but they don't want us side No slick shit. I'm too cold. They need pea coat or ski clothes like Christmas. I can take it if you gon' dish it. I can break it, bitch, and give it back. Just all some pimp shit. We gon' run the podcast, up, everyone. You with a Today I'm with a pivotal female figure in the Seattle music scene. She has a hip hop duo with Blimes. She was part of Morgan. Is Morgan still? Would you, would you guys consider guys and stuff still a thing? We're still a gang. Yeah. <laughs> we're, More still, gang. we're family. We're in the we're gang family. still, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, recently, she's also become a comedian. She's an R&B artist and hip-hop artist. It's my pleasure to introduce Gifted Gab. Thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it's a mystery. Hmm. I don't want to make this too much of a joke because it's a little bit serious, but not too serious. But I feel I'm never like, <laughs> serious, so please, go ahead. I feel like this is just something I have to cover because, like, the name, right? Yeah. So I, we've already had a lot of conversations before about mm. Gift of Gab and yeah. Gifted Gab. But, unfortunately, in 2021, he passed away. And mm. I, I wonder if you felt like something like leaving your body a little bit when, like, <laughs> his he, you know, left this this plane. Did, that, did it hit you? Like, when you figured out that he passed away did that uh, affect you in any way do you feel like um that's a good question um I want to sound heartless but like not I didn't feel anything like leave my body or anything <laughs> it was sad because I um you know I'm like of the the hip-hop sphere you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I'm a student of hip-hop um like I'm a quote rapidy rapper, you know mm. what I'm saying? As some people would <laughs> refer to me, mm-hmm. but so I get it. The you know the the super hip hop guys like the um, <laughs> like the um, the ones that be wearing like the common hats and shit yeah. like that. Like those ones are very bad at bad at. Like they mm. die for the shit. So I I get it. There's some like I'm I'm just this girl. Like you know obviously I'm a girl, so I'm an idiot, mm. and I'm a girl <laughs> in hip hop, so I'm extra dumb. Oh like obviously I don't know who Gift of Gab or any of that is, but you know um, he w- he always respected me. Like mm. I I knew of him. He he knew of me. Um, he liked my work. He fucked with me. Like he had even actually reached out to slug from atmosphere Mm. and wanted to get in contact with me. And it just never came to fruition. And, you know, I'd found out that he was sick and then, you know, some time passed and then, you know, he passed away. But it was one of those things where it's like, he was cool with it. Like he didn't have, he wasn't beefing. Like he didn't send, you know what I'm saying? The, the Calgary to come get me. Like he was fine with it. So Mm. I would always just be like, anytime someone has something weird to say, I'd be like, did he send you? Yeah. Because why are you like going, why are you going so hard at me when the dude's name was it his isn't even, he's not even fucking tripping like that, you know? So nowadays it doesn't, but it used to bother me a lot when Mm. I was, you know, 
some years ago, but now it don't it don't bother me at all. But you stuck to your guns, which is cool, because a lot of artists, if there's any similarity, they're like, oh shit, I have to completely change my name. Well, and technically, everything. it was when I first came out, and technically, like 2011, 2012, it was Gift of Gab. Before I, I put it on any, like, actually, like on paper. Ooh, I like your I nails, was, by the way. Those are dope. Thank you. I do nails <laughs> as well. Hell I yeah. do my nails. Let me preface that. I don't do other people's nails. I do my nails. But um, um, what was I saying? Um, was it bothered you. Your name was changed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I it was it was originally Gift of Gab. I can't remember when the homies gave me the name, and then I changed it to Gift a Gab, like Gift U H, mm-hmm. and that was kind of dumb. I stuck with that for a little, and then it just kind of transformed to Gifted Gab because technically, if you just if you say Gifted Gab, most mm-hmm. people just say Gift of Gab. Like right. a lot of people, the E D is like lost on people for some reason. And then nowadays, I'm getting to the point where now it's kind of just Gab or G mm-hmm. because personally, I'm just tired of I hate repeating myself. Oh, gosh, like yeah. that's a huge pet peeve of mine. Like, I just make it easy. So anytime somebody sees me, I'd be like, G, like the letter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just easier to say or Gab. My name is Gabrielle. Like, these are all variations of my birth name. So, mm-hmm. you know, as names and stuff do, they kind of change and right. as you get older and stuff like that. On that topic of, like, maybe even, like, just saying who you are, who you are over and over again, mm-hmm. do, you, do you ever feel like, even for you personally, that you have to, like, continuously like prove yourself to people like I feel like I make jokes with my friends who aren't in the industry that Mm -hmm. I'm like once you're in the industry it's like having to prove yourself over and over again until you're like undeniable yeah I mean I I do get tired of it but these but I haven't really been how do I put this because I've been in the game like for 10 years straight now Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot I've seen a lot you know I've um, I always, I always learn from other people's mistakes rather than their, you know, cause wins that's so like, you know, how people win and come up is so different for everybody, but fucking up is across the board. You right. feel me? So if I watch how you fuck up, as long as I don't do that, I'll be good. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of gotten me through life and music. Like just whatever you did, I'm going to do exactly the opposite of that and learn from that, which has always served me, served me right. So just with being in the game and, and just seeing how stuff goes, I, I noticed that, especially in L.A., mm-hmm. I'll say specifically in, like, L.A., um, it's a music town. It's a business town. Like, you move there to get something out of it, and you get the fuck up out of there once you get what you got, you mm-hmm. know? And a lot of people down there that are, I won't say a lot of them because I met a lot of great people that are just from L.A. and California, but there's some that in the industry that once they know, like, I'm one of those people that I'll be in a room full of musicians, but I'm not going to say I am. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I will say it just, it just depends on the energy I'm getting and how I feel about you. But these days I kind of flip it before, you know, you, you want to prove something like, yeah, I'm a rapper. I make music. Wooty, wooty, whoop. Yeah. And then now people have like, um, like a pre, like already have a notion of you. You think they're, you know what I'm saying? Like, what they can get out of you, what you can do, whatever. Nowadays, I do the opposite. I just let you meet me. You know what I'm saying? And more often, like, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I have a great personality. Like, I'm (laughs) I'm a very likable person and pleasant person to be around. So more often than not, like, people just kind of like me just for being me. And you find out I also make music, but, like, I really make music. Like, I'm not one of these poop, but, like, I really do this shit. And then it kind of just puts the icing on the cake and, you know, gets me a whole lot further. But, you know, people will... They find out what you do, and that 
once people figure out what you do, they use that, like that's the catalyst of how they're going to treat you. Mm-hmm. So if I come in talking about I'm a rapper, you're not going to treat me the same as if I came in just a regular person. You know what I'm saying? And I, I've seen that happen a lot, which is why I'm like, yeah, I, I like this way. Cause I come in there and you talking to me crazy. Are you acting like I'm a janitor or some shit like right. that? And it's like, mm-hmm. why would you just treat somebody like that? Like you don't even know who I am. Not like I'm just some grandiose person, but like, why would you just, you should treat everybody with respect or the same or not try to immediately figure out what can I get out of this person, you right. know? So that's kind of what But you probably see that more in L.A. than Seattle, right? Mm, I mean, up here, everybody knows me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm fair. saying? Like, everybody knows me. I come home and it's and it's chill. But, like, yeah, out there is very much, like, I just come into the room just as me. And if the conversation turns to that or something, you know, calls for me to say I'm an artist, then I'll say it. But I don't. That's cool. Like That's I want to, I want to fill you out. I want to see what actually type of person that you are. Mm-hmm. You know. So, did you feel like you got respect in Seattle before you left Seattle, or do you think it was a kind of a thing where you had to leave for people to really fuck with you? But you were also part of a group, so that might right. have been a little different. Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, being born and raised in Seattle. And actually being from Seattle, like the central district, like I'm yeah. really from the town. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I remember things people don't. I was going places where, you know, other people were taking the bus to get there and going back. No, I lived in the, I'm mm-hmm. from the CD. You feel me? So, you know, people just knew me from, you know, the neighborhood and, be, and being around and stuff like that. And then, you know, once I made music and then linked up with um, more gang, you know what I'm saying? We were just kind of like forced to be reckoned with yeah. like the Morgan era was crazy yeah like oh man that would be another podcast for another day to just Ugh. specifically talk about Morgan era i need to have you guys all on i've had you all on separately yeah That's good together. luck be- i mean you could probably get me jarvin jesse but the rest yeah. of the guys i can't speak for but me yeah. jarvin i mean nacho yeah, yeah. we could definitely <laughs> figure something out do you, do you connect with nacho when uh when you're because he lives in la too yeah so that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like more gang is a family, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So when people be like, is more gang still around? Yeah, we still around. Like mm-hmm. we still, it's, it's, you know, it's a family. Like people, like everybody in the gang is either like actually blood related or like known each other for, you know, five, 10 plus years, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're all a family. But back to your, back to your question. Um, nah, I definitely had the love here and I think that's Im- important and I, and anytime an artist ask me for advice or anything like that that's one of the advices I give them is like you gotta have if you wanna be bigger than your hometown right. you have to get love from it first like it's hard it's it's gotta be difficult I mean again I can't relate but it's gotta be difficult for people that you know come from a city and then move somewhere and then like they can't really like not they can't go back home but like they can't really make money at home and like people don't recognize them or get opportunities or whatever like that so i've always gotten love from home but it seems like once i left town mm. i noticed that there's this <laughs> there it's i don't want to call it crabs in a bucket cuz that's such like a cliche and i don't even think that completely encompasses what it actually is, but it's like when I left town, it almost seemed like it was a little bit of animosity. Mm. Not not people saying it out loud, but like you could kind of feel it like, oh, you left, like you couldn't you couldn't have stayed or like, oh, you couldn't blow up in Seattle or everybody gotta run to LA. Like, okay, first of all, I hit my ceiling. Like I did everything I was supposed to do in Seattle. And that's kinda that's kinda the issue. But I I did all I really did everything that I could do in my 
with what I could do, as you know, not not including the things that people wouldn't allow me to do, but everything that I had the power to do, I did. And it's like once you hit that ceiling, you gotta go somewhere else. Like, yeah. even if you're not an artist, like you should probably want to leave your fucking hometown at some point and see the world. Like, yeah, the the world is bigger than 23rd and Jackson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The world is bigger than you know your little block that you're on. And when you really got something, you need to expand you know what i'm saying you couldn't always come back home which is why it never bothered me because i come home and it's like it, i never left you know mm -hmm. i still get the same amount of love and and everything so i really i'm really glad that like i could always come come back home and, and do some shit you know and i think that's i think that's very fair to say because i think a lot of artists haven't left seattle mm -hmm. and who have been doing it for 10 plus years and over the course of those years, they've become very jaded, mm -hmm. but they, they still love their music. But this is specifically for bands, I guess. I, I connect a lot with hip-hop artists, and that's how I got started. But like mm -hmm. with bands, at least, when they first started, like, oh, I want to make it. Yeah. And now it's changed to being like, I don't care about making it. I do it for the love. But deep down, they do wish they made it. Yeah. So it's a little... But a lot of people don't know what the steps are to kind of... Bro, leave, it's tough. Know? It's tough, man. Like... I'm I'm a good person to ask advice to if you want real advice because mm. I'm one of the ones like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to be a rapper. Everybody wants to be an artist. They see it on Instagram and social media and see it and they think that's the norm. Like they think that's once you do like A, B, and C, yeah. you're good. You're gonna be making money. You're good. No, it's not like that. Like yeah. it's very. You gotta have. You have to have like such a resilient spirit to be in this game hmm. because I tell I, I say this actually a lot I tell people like the average human cannot take the amount of letdowns and L's that an artist does I'm talking like you see it all the time like you see people getting pissed off and give up for less and it's like imagine doing that for 10 years someone telling you no for 10 years you hmm. know what I'm saying or in between the no's you get very small you know like the 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 losses are 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 great and then it's those little wins that make it all worth it and it's almost like an insane thing to put yourself through like it's almost kind of torturous to actually yeah. put yourself through that so I tell people like you you know if if this is something that you really want to do because you know every everybody's journey is different now obviously there are some people that you know did a b and c and they actually got you know some garnered some success whatever they whatever in their mind is success you know what I'm saying because it's it's very What's the word I'm looking for? Like, relative, not relative, but you maybe know, relative. maybe relative, yeah. <laughs> but it's just all the, what, what you think, um, success is, but for like, for longevity, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is really something you want to do. And like, you don't want to work another job. You want to be creative. Like it's tough, bro. <laughs> it's tough. You can't just rely on rapping. Like, that's such a myth. Like you're not gonna make, you're not gonna buy a house off a of rap. You right. can, you know what I'm saying? But it's you gotta have ten thousand hustles. So if you're only good at rap, then good you, luck. <laughs> good, yeah, good fucking luck. Like you better figure out something else or, or make that rap. You know what I'm saying? Stretch that that rap out or something. But yeah, no, you have to have so many. Like that's why you see so many artists and like athletes or whatever. You, it's endorsements, it's sponsorships, it's mm. it's all these side things. Like no one's making music no, money from music. Like well, all these streaming services, you're getting like point zero 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 three percent of a dollar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not unless you're like Drake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even then, he has that. Like you have to have other means of income, or it's not going to. 
you're gonna yeah yeah and, and then even if you're like an industry artist you can get jaded from making music too like if you're mm-hmm. if you're uh you know you want to be like if you love your job you don't work a day in your life but if you're solely being an artist whether it's hip-hop pop whatever and you're like I know the only way I want to make money just from solely music is by doing feature after feature after feature. Mm-hmm. You'll start you'll start to see like some of these features I didn't even want to give out. And yeah. then you start being like resenting the things you're putting out. And then mm-hmm. that's a whole other snowball, you know? Oh yeah, it is. And I don't, one of my kind of things is I'm not big on features. I don't really like to do features because mm-hmm. for one, chasing motherfuckers down is like not my idea of a good time <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying having to pester and chase people down for shit and then you know once you add hella other people it just you know then it's just a whole thing like I'm I never got into making music to like collab with people mm-hmm. like if that makes sense like I never got into music like, I want to make music with everybody no I just want to make music that I like to make that I think is dope you know what I'm saying and it just so happened other people thought it was dope too so like the way I came into it is kind of the way I still move around like I'm not thirsty to to feature with people like I don't and even then I'm not an email feature type person mm-hmm. like I'm one of those we have to sit down and be in the studio because I can't make music with somebody I don't even like you. Right. You know, like, I don't know if you're a cool person, like, say this, we do this song, this song blows up, and now we on tour, now I gotta be stuck with you, and I don't even fuck with you. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know fuck. what I'm saying? Like, there has to be some type of personal connection there. So the features that I do have are like homies or people, you know what I'm saying, that I know or I've actually gotten to the studio with these people. And, of course, you know, you have those features that I look back on and I cringe, but mm-hmm. I know it was like I needed rent paid that month, so I had to do <laughs> I had to do what I had to do. I don't necessarily like this song, but, like, shit, it paid my rent. Like, it's it's a job, you right. know? So how did how did you and Blimes end up connecting? And she's she's not originally from, she's not from Seattle, she's from the no, Bay. No, she's from the Bay. She's from San Francisco. So did you guys meet? in LA or how did that come to be? No, we actually met in Seattle. We oh. had um we have a mutual friend named Gavelin. Shouts out to Gavelin, DJ Hoppa. Mm-hmm. Um I was uh, I'm a big fan big fan of um DJ Hoppa's production and you know with going down like the DJ Hoppa, Dizzy Wright rabbit hole, I, yeah. I ended up finding Gavelin. I had Jerry Jaron Benton on the podcast. Fuck with Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the homie. Um um what was I about to say? Um yeah, found Gavilan's music, really fuck with it, reach out to her. We end up doing a song together, and uh, Blimes and Gavilan are like best friends. Mm. So we ended up just kind of knowing about Blimes through her and vice versa and stuff like that. And also Blimes is, was a battle rapper, so I seen some, uh, some of her battles and shit like that. And to this day, neither of us knows or wants to admit who reached out to who first mm-hmm. because she'd be like, you hit me up on Facebook. And I'd be like, that don't even sound like me. Like, you hit me up, <laughs> you know? So one of us hit some one the other on Facebook and, you know, basically we was just chopping it up. And then I think Blimes had hit me and was like, yo, I'm coming to Seattle because um, Blimes also, she does, um, what is it, like... Um, Damn, uh, pr- production work. Mm-hmm. She does production work. Um, and so she was in Seattle for, um, I can't remember what they were shooting. But anyway, she came to Seattle. We ended up linking up. Um, it was funny because it was just like some just regular shit. Like, <laughs> she came to town and she was just like, hey, you know, let's link. And I'm like, yeah, we can link. I'm about to go to this party tonight. But, like, I got errands to run. So if you want to just roll with me. And, like, literally, I had to go to, like, the housing authority. Mm-hmm. I had to, like, go pay some bills. I had to go by the bed. Like, she's just rolling. I don't even know this girl. Like, <laughs> this is literally our first time meeting in life. And she's, like, going with me to, like, the DSHS office and shit. <laughs> anyway, so fast forward in the evening. Mind you, RIP. Uh, 95 slide. This is when mm. uh, 95 slide was still open, 
and it was some I can't remember. It might have been the forty hours. It might have been the forty hours bounce. Um, and you know we're kicking it, having a great time. Macklemore and that motherfucker, like it was just such a Seattle ass night. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And the club lets out. We go outside. Anybody that knows 95 Slide knows because it's the black and Asian club, there was always fights at the end. Mm. So niggas would go to 95 Slide just to see some fights at the (laughs) the end of the night. (laughs) So in Seattle fashion, there was a fight. But not only was it a fight, it was a fucking brawl, like in the middle of that intersection. And then it started like drizzling. Like it was so, it was kind of beautiful. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Like there was like 30, 40 niggas scrapping in in the street. Cars couldn't even drive through. It was, it started raining. You know, Macklemore's on the side like, stop fighting and somebody's like shut the fuck up Malcolm Moore like it was hilarious and I'm standing there with blinds like welcome to Seattle bro like this is crazy anyway so we're headed we're headed to the next little function we hop in my cousin's car we're about to ride out this couple hops in front of the car like we almost hit them Mm. and so we like pot like whoa what the fuck and the girl like the girl was on her boyfriend's shoulders and like kicked my cousin's car Mm. And before I could even like really process and react to it, Blimes is already taken out the car. So I'm in the passenger seat. I look and I'm like, oh shit, she's already running down the street after these people. So I hop out the car too. I'm chasing after her. It was fun. It's always funny when Blimes tell this, tells the story because I was still like running up. So like this portion of the story is kind of like all her. Mm-hmm. But she said that the girl hopped off of the dude's shoulders and was like way taller than she anticipated. <laughs> so she's like, oh, fuck. So her and the girl are fighting. You know what I'm saying? They're doing their one thing. I'm just standing back just making sure it's a fair fight. You know, I'm doing my, <laughs> you know, in the, yeah, my referee. <laughs> like, you know, no below, no below the waist, you know, type shit. But, um... So at one point, like the girl gets blind, she grabs her bu- her bun and like knees her mm. in the face. Oh, shit. So which upset me. I'm like, oh, okay, we're playing dirty. Bet tag me in because I play dirty. <laughs> so she ta- literally tags me in. I go and now I start beating this girl up. So now I'm I, I'm fighting her. At one point, I throw her onto this car and I'm punching her on the uh, on top oh, of the shit. car. And I look in the car and there's people in the car like they were finna drive away. But now I'm using that car as like kind of a weapon. I'm slinging this bitch all over the car. I think I like snatched off the the mirror on the. It was crazy. At one point, the boyfriend finally. Think, you know, tries to, I guess, do something and, like, runs up like he's about to hit me from the back. And one of the homies is basically like, not Gab, socks this nigga, knocks him out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those stories where people are like, yeah, right. But, like, bro, there's hella witnesses there. Yeah. And the other night at after drive show, a couple of the homies that were there, like, we were talking about it. And he was like, yeah, bro, I was the one that socked that dude. And I was like, oh, shit, that was you. Like, damn, oh, I need God. to get you on a podcast or something so you can tell it. Because people would be thinking we straight made this shit up. And mm-hmm. it is very much a real story. But anyway, after the fight, we ended up, you know, getting up, up out of there. And I remember we like slapped fives and we went to Rancho Bravo and got tacos. Hell yeah. And then we just been cool ever fucking since. Damn. And then after that, we just stayed in touch. Just some awesome cool shit. We never even talked about music or nothing. Just mm-hmm. like the first time you meet somebody and y'all fight together, like now y'all family, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We might as well like slit our palms and put them yeah. together. And now we blood sisters, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So we ended up just staying in touch. And then she hit me again and was like, yo, I'm coming to town to Seattle again. Mm. Uh, but this time uh, her dad, um, shouts out to OG Randy Johnson. Uh, her dad is a, a blues musician. Mm. And so they were basically shooting a documentary about um, her dad 
And so she was coming up here to shoot that, and she hit me. Was like, "Yo, I need uh, for one of the shoots, I need a, a studio and some beats." I was like, "Perfect." I hooked them up with uh, one of the homie studios that was like right around the corner from where I lived. I grabbed a, a hard drive that had some beats and went over there. We ended up picking the come correct beat, and I'm thinking we're just doing this for like B roll. Like mm-hmm. that's what she had said. Like we just need some some shit for you know the documentary. Yeah. So I'm thinking we're just fucking around. You know what I'm saying? Like we basically kind of like freestyled that whole shit. Like we were literally just fucking around. That is to this day people be like, I love come correct. And I'd be like, that is not at all my best work. Like. <laughs> We were literally bullshitting, mm, like <laughs> literally B-roll bars, okay? But um, anyway, we did the song. Um, the homie ended up mixing it and was like, yo, y'all should put this out. Like, this shit is actually dope. So we dropped it. It really didn't do shit. Fast forward, Blimes comes back to Seattle because we're like, we, we might as well just shoot the video. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was my idea to shoot it in front of the promenade, which was literally closed down. Like, I want to say we shot Come Correct, and a week later they demolished it. So technically yeah. the Come Correct video is like the last documentation of, you know what I'm saying, the promenade so in I'm the young. CD. What, what is the promenade? The promenade, it was right there on 23rd and Jackson across from the uh, the Starbucks is still there. Okay. And it was the Red Apple, and then you had like the Western Beauty, and you had like, uh, what was it, Taco Del Mar. Like it was a plaza, oh, okay. like grocery store with like the plaza. But like it was such a staple in the set. Like it's been there as long as I've been alive for 30 31 years, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it was important for me to like showcase that and have that in the video. And then once we dropped the video on like a Friday, I think, yeah, we dropped it on a Friday night. And by Saturday, I think there were like 10 million views just on Facebook. Holy shit. And then like I I had to like deactivate all my social, like I had to re-download my Twitter because it was so like... Damn. I never experienced, you know what I'm saying, viralness like that. Like, I literally had to delete it off my phone and reinstall it because it, like, crashed. It was so much going on. So, yeah, across the board, like, from not even, like, YouTube. Like, on YouTube, I want to say it's maybe, like, 2 million views, Mm -hmm. maybe 3 now. But, like, between Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, like, there's probably, like, 20 million, 20-plus million. Just, I don't know how the fuck it happened, but... Shit blew, shit blew up from there, Damn. clearly, you know? And that, that's your origin story then. It is, but it's wow. not. It is because, like, that's the first, like, song or thing I did that actually really, like, hit like that. Mm. But it's always, it's always interesting to me to see what things hit, you know what I'm saying? Because mm. it's like, up until Come Correct, like, I have a whole discography, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't just start making music. Like, I have, what, three, three EPs? or two EPs or something, four albums, like mm-hmm. a, a a remix album. Like, you know, I have a... Chopping and screwed. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I, I actually have a body of work, but to see that song blow up, I th- honestly think it played more... Because, again, we dropped the song and it didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. And then we dropped the video. I think the the, vid- the visual aspect, aspect of it is what made it that way because you got to think, you see this black girl... And this white girl together rapping, you know mm. what I'm saying? And the white girl is is gay, and the black girl is not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's such a an odd couple, yeah. you know. And we're like actually spitting. Like I think it was more so just like the look of it all that kind of like captivated people. Like what the fuck mm-hmm. is like? <laughs> how the fuck did y'all meet? You know what I'm saying? Boy, would you like to know? <laughs> like you know. So I think I think that's kind of what played into it, but. You know, we just, we definitely have that love and appreciation for the art. Like, you could tell, like, we're not just fucking around with this shit. Like, we know what we're talking about. Like, we did our due diligence before we even did all this stuff. So we always gotten a lot of respect from the OGs. Like, you know, fucking Method Man, Tech Nine, mm-hmm. you know, Atmosphere, 
every you know what I'm saying like all the OGs really love us and those and those are the people I actually look at as peers personally like those guys are my peers. That's super dope. <laughs> so did that video affect Morgang at all? Like did it help shine a light on them at all or was it kind of more of a solo thing that just projected you and uh It was lines? definitely a solo thing. Morgan kind of like quote unquote fizzled out um long before before come correct. I want to say it. probably like the last maybe five six years or mm. so could be a little more yeah maybe like five six years just because you know first of all i was the only girl in the group of at one point i think it was 13 of us mm -hmm. you know and then it kind of came down to just really jar nacho and i being like the front runners mm -hmm. because you know i don't i don't blame anybody i don't have any hard feelings or, or anything toward toward anybody but you know life happens you know yeah. a lot of people just they didn't they didn't see it how we seen it you know what i'm saying or they didn't their their idea of success was drastically different than you know mine or you know some people decide to have families and 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 get job you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's it's life i get it i totally get it but definitely it was jarve you know what i'm saying nacho and i that really kind of held it held it down would you guys were you guys closer than the rest of the group would you say like were you the three that would like connect more than the rest or were you guys all like super close or was it kind of clicky in some ways it was it, yeah it was it was clicky in some ways because there was some mem there was like maybe one or two members that other members had brought in you Got know it. what i'm saying they were like i don't know this nigga like mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying we could get to know him but like again everybody in this has some type of connection to somebody, you know what I'm saying? So you, you got, like, Nacho and Juju, who are blood cousins, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, as well as Malcolm. And then you got, like, a couple other people that are, like, God brothers. Like, everybody has, like, a, is familial, or right. fa whatever the fucking word is. But yeah, words, am I right? <laughs> fucking words. So, but, but, yeah, but Jarv and I have always been, like, like this. Like, that's my yeah. dog. So, so during the time Morgan fizzled out, were mm -hmm. you just con consistently releasing music, or do you have to, like, take a career path switch until the blinds thing or no i was i was still consistently making music and also you got to remember like we were a, we were a fucking wild bunch like mm. i don't think people realize that like there's a lot of things there's i'm sure there's still things in place now because of us you right. know what i'm saying like whether good good or bad like we definitely made our mark like there was there was one there was i want to say it was folk life it was folk life and <laughs> They had, they had actually booked us to perform, but they said that Nacho couldn't. Like they somehow eighty six him or something. Like Morgan can perform, but Nacho can't. And we're life. like, well, we're not fucking perform. Yeah, like yeah. folk life. Fuck out of here. And then some some lady at I can't remember what it was either Seattle Weekly, Seattle Times, one of them. Some lady like. I don't know what made her say this shit, but she said something like, you know, uh, called Morgan rapey. She called us rapey, which I was like, bitch, you can't be saying shit like that. First of all, there's been no acting like that's don't put that on us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it was like we we're like the bad boys or, you know, what I'm mm -hmm. saying of the town. So like it was I feel like we were definitely before our time, because if we came out now, I think things would have been a lot differently. Like You're we were canceled already. <laughs> probably <laughs> either can't, but you know, nowadays people love that wild shit. Like yeah. we were doing wild shit in a time where it was like, Ooh, that's still cut. Like you'll get 86 for doing that. You right. know what I'm saying? Nowadays people like that shit, mm. but it's like, you know, we definitely more gang. And you know, I, I would say even every single member in there, like 
a lot of people like kind of need to pay homage. You know yeah, what I'm saying? 100%. In a lot of ways. And if not pay homage, like just recognize. Like yeah. niggas put in a lot of fucking work. You know what I'm saying? And not just other uh, people before. Like it's each generation, each decade, each era, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like the Geos and the uh the physics and Macklemore's and you know, all everybody else that like put in put in work before us. Like this was all, you know, a path. But it but you know, so I don't know. Even There's a lot of politics in the shit. hundred <laughs> percent. But even though, like, you, you say, like, your family mm-hmm. and then also with Blimes, like, how do you maintain those, like, positive relationships with Morgan and Blimes? Like, those are, that mm-hmm. must be kind of difficult. To, those are two, like, different entities for sure, but those are still people you're mm-hmm. really close with. Like, how do you keep that consistent? I mean, not at all. I'm such an eclectic person. Like, that's kind of very much my life. Like, there's mm-hmm. no rhyme or re- Like, it's almost, it's organized chaos. Like, to you, this sounds crazy, but to me, it's like, no, nah, that's... <laughs> Perfect. Like, wow. it makes perfect fucking sense. But, but no, like, again, Morgan, aside from music, like, me and Jarv and, and Nacho have a, we're, they're literally texting me right now in the group chat. Like, yeah. we, it's family, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and then Blimes, we're family, you know, like, and they all know Blimes, we all hang out. Like, it's the world's, the world's cross for sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> the world's definitely cross. So, what was it like growing up in the CD? Cause I, I know you're super proud of that, right? Mm-hmm. Come on. Hell yeah. yeah. Can they see it? Probably not. The mic's I think the so. Way, yeah, they got it. There we go. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is something I made. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody Ooh. else's. It's just a prototype. People like it. We'll see what's up. It's dope. <laughs> Thanks. So <laughs> what, what was that like? Like, what, are, what were your experiences like? Was it Because definitely, Seattle is definitely like gentrified over the years. Mm-hmm. So like, how do, how do, how does that affect you? If that from being that from that being a place that you grew up to, mm-hmm. like, how has it changed for you? Oh man, it's definitely a bittersweet when I come home. Like, every time I come home, I usually just kind of drive around and just see if shit's still there. Mm, <laughs> you know damn. what I'm saying? And more often than not, it's not, you mm. know? So it's very, it's it's sad, but I feel like it's, everybody goes through that, whether it's gentrification or not. Like, people die and people move away and businesses crumble and new things come, you know what I'm saying? It's just like the part of getting older, but it sucks when you really have those, like, vivid, fond memories where it's like, bro, this is never going to happen again. Like, even my nieces, they're never going to experience none of this shit because these things aren't even around, you know? Like, I remember I was there the opening when they snipped the ribbon for the Sean Kemp uh, basketball court down in Mm. Junkins. Like, I was literally there, you know? Um, But growing up in the CD was, was fucking great. Like, I was a hooper, so... You know, if anybody remember me from back in the day, mm-hmm. you'll see me at Junkins Park hooping all fucking day and then getting my ass whooped when I come home and having <laughs> to just be like, like my mom and shit, like not believing, like I'm really outside hooping, like all day. I'm not doing drugs. I'm not doing nothing. Like I wouldn't even end in none of that shit. I didn't even mm-hmm. like boys. Like I, the only reason I like boys was to play you in basketball and beat you. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I was really not into like any nefarious shit at all, but you know, I was a super hooper just, you know, running around the hood, but you know, the CD, the CD was great. There's so much, man, there's so much like art and just culture and, and shit like that. And it's just really sad to see now that it's like, I tell people like, if you haven't been, if you haven't been to Seattle in the last if the, I would say if you if you were in Seattle maybe in the last like five ten years you don't know Seattle like it's yeah. not the same even like 15 20 years you know what I'm saying like it's not the same because nowadays you only get to experience Seattle within the people it's not the the actual geographical location anymore because what mm. made Seattle is not there anymore you know what I'm saying the mom and pop places the um 
you know, even like the the uh, the sports camps that they used to have, and and like the Emoja Fest back in the day, and you know, um, even when Ezels had the, you know, what I'm saying the the small chicken strip for like seven dollars. That's like eighteen dollars now. You know, what I'm saying like mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of things that fucking change. So you can't you can't experience Seattle. So you get people that be like, man, there ain't no niggas in Seattle, and there's wooty wooty woop like. Well, yeah, well, that's what happens when with gentrification, you yeah. know what I'm saying? That you see, like, me living in L.A., it's so funny being that I swear Seattle had to have been, like, the blueprint for gentrification. <laughs> like, I feel like the rest of, like, the world took note of what Seattle did. And we're like, we want to fuck up our city, too. <laughs> so I think a lot of people seen that. And it's like, I noticed that a lot of pockets in L.A., people are just now experiencing gentrification. And mm-hmm. it's like kind of funny to me they'd be like man you know they tearing down my favorite restaurant and you know they changing the streets and woop de woop and it's like damn y'all just now yeah and y'all still haven't grasped what gentrification is. you're just mad that things like it's gonna get worse bro everything you thought you loved and knew and the people they're all gonna go away damn. <laughs> yeah. they're all gonna go away because nobody's gonna be able to afford it no more you know and then now seattle is technically Federal way and can't. So, like, I get when niggas be like, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Seattle, but I live in Federal way. Like, it kind of is Seattle now. Like, mm-hmm. you're not getting that. You can't come to the CD and be like, this is this is what y'all be talking about? Like, no, you had to be here, like, 15, 20 years ago, bro. It's not the, Damn. It's not the same. Even the same niggas ain't even there. Like, it can't be the CD for real, you yeah. know? Damn it. Yeah, that happens to every place, huh? It does. And then I guess, like, with social media and as every, like, because trends in... America honestly mm-hmm. pass over to the UK and everything mm-hmm. like that. So like as technology increases, like everything's probably just going to start looking the same, maybe geologically yeah, or geographically it'll look a little bit different, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, you even see that cities. with the architecture. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like places, Seattle used to have character. Like now it's just these fucking Lincoln log looking ass house or like these like modern Lincoln log looking houses with like flats that like, yeah. it just looks so like, like medical, you know what I'm saying? Like it just looks so like, ugh, bland and like there's no character. Yeah, it's like this is for the tech people, right? And exactly, then, exactly. Everyone else, let's move you farther and farther out until mm-hmm. we need to get, take that space. Up exactly too. right, because we're coming for that too. But you yeah. might have a little bit extra time because we're still working on this area. But don't, don't, yeah. don't you worry. We gonna fuck that up too. That's crazy because I, I live in Snohomish, right? Mm-hmm. And um, um. The closest city to me, because I'm in the woods, mm-hmm. the closest city to me is in Monroe. Mm. And, like, Monroe's kind of like farmland. Like, there's, <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like it's only the prison, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're they're literally starting to, like, put up signs by, like, the, the people that grew up in Monroe. They're putting up signs, like, keep Monroe Monroe, right? Because mm-hmm. they're starting to put up more um, developments and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally over the pandemic, they've clear-cut so much of Monroe. It's insane to see. I believe it. And it's because they're building up, like, I think there's, like, tech stuff going up in Everett now and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. And Redmond as well. And Redmond's not that far away. So it's yeah. it's wild to see how that takes over. It's fucked up because I'm not naive or stupid. Like, I get the economical um, reasons behind it and shit like that. But it's like, as somebody that's from this place, it's just like, it's very, very sad to see, yeah. you know? Like, each time you come home, it feels less and less like your home, mm-hmm. you know? So what, what keeps you in L.A.? And how long have you been in L.A.? Uh, I've been in L.A. for three years now. Uh, I was kind of bi-coastal. Like, I was literally home every single month Mm. for the last three years. Up until, literally up until the last, the last year, I would say. Got it. Um, Just because, you know, airlines, I guess, had to make that money back for the pandemic because I used to come home 150 easy. You know what I'm saying? Now I had to get, I got a one-way ticket 
uh, to come up here this time. It was about four hundred dollars just Jeez. for a one way. You know, so I'm like, yeah, I don't know uh, about coming home like mm. like that. Till they figure out that, till they figure that shit out. But LA is good. It's it's definitely good for business. Like I said, it's one of them cities you go there to get what you need to get out of it. Like I, I it would be very strange if to hear somebody being like, oh, I want to settle down in LA and raise a family. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you very much go there for your purpose and then you stay for as long as you can hold out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then you get the fuck up out of there. Mm. And then it's cool to just have like a second home. Cause like now I know, I mean, obviously I don't know LA, like I know Seattle, but like, you know, I know it enough to always come back here. You know what I'm saying? And know people in, in areas and shit like that. But well, LA's cool. What's your life like in LA? Are you always in studios? Do you have other jobs you're doing? Or what's that like? Well, I'm always in traffic. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm always in traffic. Like, my life is fucking <laughs> traffic. <laughs> I'm always in the goddamn car. I feel like that's that's where I live a lot of, a <laughs> lot of fucking times. But, you know, if I'm not recording and, and shit like that, it's very much just, like, I'm really just a creative. You mm. know what I'm saying? So it's just a lot of trial and error, trying shit out, linking with me new people seeing if shit works and stuff like that it's it's just constant networking mm. you know like i've every now and then i have like a little i'll like break down and get a little side job or something like that but i fucking hate jobs like my driving force of like being a creative aside from me just like like i'm to the age now and even then i've always been this way like if i'm going to have a job or do something like that it has to be like like contingent on my skills. Like yeah. I'm not going to work a job. That's like, I got to relate. No, I can, I have skill. Like let's do a job that I already have the skills for, you mm. know what I'm saying? So like just getting a job, it just like is everybody has their different ideas of hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Everybody has their different ideas of hell and like something that would just be like, I would rather die. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me having like getting like a square job, I would rather fucking die. Yeah. Like I can't. I just can't. I'm not built. I'm not built for that. I'm not built for the for that type of structure. I'm not built for the, you know, the uh, the authority. Like I'm just I, I've always worked for myself. I've always figured shit out because I've went with my skill set and that's mm. always seemed to work. So like working backwards like that for me personally, like, like that's just not, that's just not, not a quality of life for me. So that's the kind of my driving force. But like you had said before, like, you know, you have those people that be like, I don't want to be a superstar anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I have no desire. I have no desire to be like, I want to be almost how do I put it? Like, I want to be as like regular as I can for the rest of my life. Like yeah. I don't have the desire to be, you know, on billboards everywhere and all that. Like, I don't, that's not, right. that's, that's not my, that's not my goal anymore. And nor was that, I don't know if that ever really was my goal. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I made music because it was music that I wanted to hear, you know what I'm saying? And it was, you know, my ideas, you know what I'm saying? Coming to light, like I'm literally creating something out of nothing and making it a thing mm -hmm. that I like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm bumping this shit. Yeah. And then it's like to do that and then to have other people like it and to garner this huge fan base is just kind of like, you know, like you hear a lot of people say like, you chose this, you wanted to do this. Like you can't be mad at like a lot of times, like if you're really an artist, you don't, you don't choose that. And that's what like normies don't understand, which is why I try to stay away from talking about like artist relations and politics and like behind the scenes, and all that shit to like normies. Cause you just, they just don't understand. I use like, that word too. I love that. <laughs> you know, so like, they just don't understand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you got, <laughs> like this is probably not a great example, but like everybody has like an uncle auntie. That's just like, 
Like you write, why don't you just do a song with Drake? Like right. that's like where they think. Like it's just like, oh, you, you know what? I'm tripping. That's why I'm not where I need to be. Let me just matter of fact, I'm tripping. I should have called this nigga ten years ago. Like what? Like they just don't, they just don't get it. You know what I'm saying? They just don't fucking get it. So it's like a lot of times, a lot of us, we did not choose this. This is what yeah. we had to do. This, you know what I'm saying? Like this is this is what we fucking have to do because for some of us, that normal way of life, we would rather die. Yeah. You know. I've been dealing with that with, like, my friends that I try to introduce to, like, the music scene, mm -hmm. right? Because they expect if I'm going to take them to, like, a local show, and I'll, I'll say it's a local show, they'll mm -hmm. be like, this should be completely sold out. Right. And people are hanging from the rafters, and sometimes it's not a big crowd. Yeah. Or if it's a decently sized crowd, they're still like, what is this type <laughs> of music? Why is Drake not up next or whatever, right. you know? So, like, it's, it's I don't... Oh, people do not get it. Yeah. It's, it, like, almost a certain... For specifically local music scene stuff, it's almost a specific type of person that's looking for that stuff to like be yeah. interested in. Yeah, very, very much. And I will say over the years, there has been like, it's dope to see that even, even like there's playlists that has like Seattle music playlists. That mm. was never a thing. Like, mm. Not even in the last 10 years, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to say that's something that came out in maybe like the last five or mm. maybe, maybe about 10, but definitely wasn't 15, 20. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there weren't any Seattle music cent centered things or people actually moving to Seattle for the music. Like that's, that's honestly still kind of asinine to me personally. Like <laughs> yeah. why the fuck? And there would be people moving from like Atlanta or New York. Like why the fuck would you move from a place that has a musical <laughs> infrastructure to Seattle when it's like, oh, you... You really just either, you also have a good job, you know what I'm saying, which you don't yeah. want to admit to, which yeah. is like, bro, everybody got to have it. You can still yeah. rap. Like, no one's going to, like, judge you for having a fucking job. You you don't make money in rap, so you kind of have to have, yeah. you know what I'm saying, something else. But, like, it just blows me when people move here for that because it's like, oh, poor, you're so naive. Like, you, mm -hmm. you think it's going to be really easy. But then again, but then again, sometimes, you know, I think that also happens in a lot of cities. Like a lot of cities don't necessarily support their own like they should. And mm. then you have outsiders that come in and they're like, oh, we need to like, bro, you weren't doing none of that shit for these niggas that have that have been going to these shows before they even got on stage. Right. Like there's people that were that were paying their money and supporting the scene. And then now they're part of the scene. It's like y'all don't even show them any type of respect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But let somebody else come in here and take over the scene and y'all are sucking their dicks. Like yeah. what is that about? You know, I wonder, but I think that's everywhere. But how do you prevent yourself from getting jaded? Like for you specifically and mm -hmm. also even for artists who haven't made it that are still working on it. Like how do you and how should people like stop themselves from getting jaded? Because like you, there's also like artists that do make it. And by the time they make it, like, why would I bring someone along when it took me mm -hmm. all this time to get here? You know, mm -hmm. um, I want to say I'm not. I think some people would probably be like, Gab, you're jaded, but mm. I'm I'm very much just a realist. Right. <laughs> like I'm very much a realist, maybe to like a fault sometimes, but like I just really and it took me a lot of years to kinda like this whole shit is just trial and error. You're just learning every day. Like even people that, you know, are in high position, nobody fucking knows what they're doing. <laughs> like they would literally be lying to you if they knew exactly what, nobody fucking knows. Everybody's just kinda winging it for as long as they as long as they fucking can. Like no one's going to school for this shit and all this shit is is nepotism anyway. They just putting their niggas on, which I get it, you know what I'm saying? So no one really has to have the knowledge or skills. You just kinda have to be a human and just be there. And they're like, you know what? We'll put, you, yeah. we'll put you on. But it's, it's hard to tell people not to, you just, it just takes, it just takes time. 
You know, like like you were saying off camera, how uh, most comedians don't do don't do a special till 10, 10 years. Yeah. You know, and I I watch um uh the In Godfrey We Trust podcast. Yeah, uh, I love. I'm such a like I I've always had comedy brain. Like I would never call myself a comedian, but I definitely have comedy brain. Mm -hmm. You know, and. Godfrey always says, and it's funny because he says this shit all the fucking time. I'd be like, bro, drink every time Godfrey says this. <laughs> but he literally, he always says that when he met Seinfeld, uh, you know, Jerry was like, oh, how long have you been doing uh, comedy? And I think um, Godfrey was like 12 years. And he was like, oh, you're a 12-year-old. That's cute. <laughs> and that's real. Like, yes. you're fucking 12. You're, you're talking to somebody who's been in this shit for like 30, 40 years. He's a grown-ass man, you yeah. know? So it's the same shit in, in music. Like, people come to me, like, want advice or this and that. And they're like, I just started or I've been doing this for a couple years. It's like, that's cute. But, like, I'm not really the one to... I don't know what to tell you because if anything, I'm probably going to discourage you because I'm going to tell you some real <laughs> ass shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you some real ass shit. So it's just you You got to you gotta learn the shit. You got to bump your head hella times. You got to burn yourself. You got to just learn. But it's like you have to take those bumps on your head and those scrapes and then get something out of it. You know what I'm saying? There's a mm -hmm. lot of people that, you know, bump their heads and then and then for the rest of the time, they mad because they bumped their head or now they blaming everybody for bumping it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to take it for what it is. Like, it's all a learning experience. Everybody is learning. So it, it takes it takes time. Like, trust yeah. me, I didn't, I didn't get, and I'm still working on it. Like, there's still some things where, you know, I won't say them out loud, maybe in the group chat, but, you know, fuck this nigga. Like, he's going to be put all this work I put, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you do, you do feel that way, but you can't make that your personality. You can't make that, like, yeah. you know? Because, you know, I, I, I had to, again, I had to come to those realizations. Like, there was a time where I would, you know, be a little bit too vocal about about some things or or maybe nitpick at some shit where it's like, you really didn't even have to call that out, you know? <laughs> but, yeah. but at the same time, like, I'm very much kind of, what makes me, I feel like what makes me not become jaded is almost being like a quote-unquote, like, unofficial, like, advocate for for artists, because I never call myself that, because once you do that, it's like they expect hell of you. And it's like, nah, I just speak up on shit that ain't right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will literally always speak up on shit that ain't right. And I know for a fact that that has hindered my career mm -hmm. by calling things out and saying things when, you know, you right is right, wrong is wrong. You know what I'm saying? What you did was fucking wrong. And yeah. the people that are doing the wrong is like, Bitch, how dare you? How dare you say that was wrong? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Now, you know what? No more for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's been a lot of instances where I know that I probably shot myself in the foot, but it was like, I don't want to, I don't want any of that if that's what, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not real. That's not genuine. And, and what you, and what you did was wrong. And I'm going to speak up about it because if you're doing that to me, you're doing that to other people and you're doing that to other people probably for so long that you think it's cool until you run into a nigga like me. And I stop that shit. Like that shit ain't cool. And on top of that, I'm not going to keep this to myself. I'm going to say this. So now other people will know what to look out for because like, you know, I don't want no accolades or no medal for that. It's just do good business. Yeah. Like, goddamn, it shouldn't be that fuck. Like, it shouldn't be pulling teeth to genuinely just do good business or stand on your word. Or if you do fuck up, just take accountability. You know, we all we're all fucking up. I'm not gonna yeah. hold you to the fire for it, but to to fuck up and then try to you know go about it in the weird ways. Like, yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna say something. Whether this means that I probably blackball myself from this shit, but oh well, I don't want to work with somebody that works like that anyway. Mm -hmm. But you you inspire people, and like when I. When I first met you, I brought mm. up Mother Nature, and like mm -hmm. they had nothing about but good things to say about you, and you know, like they dope as fuck. Whether you see it or, out to Mother Nature, yes. for real. And whether whether you see it or not, you, you've inspired a whole generation of artists, mm. whether they're men or women. 
you know, and that's, mm. that's not a lot of people can say that, you know, you know, I, I, I would, I would agree. It took me, it took me a while to actually like take that and be like, you know what? Thank you. Yeah. But I think it has a lot to do with, I'm just myself, bro. Like I'm really myself for a long fucking time. I got a, you know, you get a whole bunch of advice and some of it, it's, you know, just kind of like a grab bag. Some of it is for you. And then some of it's like, eh, this don't really apply to me, you yeah. know? And I remember for a while, it was always people like, you got to build a brand. What's your brand? Like, you got to do a brand. What's your, what do you, what, what is you? Like, what yeah. is it? Like, bro, me, like, that's me. Like, yeah. we're, that's like so archaic, you know what I'm saying? Having to be like, build this brand. Like this is, no, I, I am the brand. Like I'm the fucking brand. Me, my personality, all this shit. Like that's the fucking brand. Like I'm, I tell, like I'm literally an emporium. Like that, that's mm. me. I'm a fucking emporium and an emporium, an emporium or like a swap meet. You can get anything there. And like, that's what I like. I don't want to, I'm niche. You mm. feel me? Like you go there to look for shit and you know, that that's the fun in it. You know what I'm saying? Going to a store, knowing the shit's going to be there. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. But you go to a swap meet, like, yo, I want these shoes. And it's like, what's, what's sweeter than like actually going to the place and not knowing if the shoes is going to be there and you find the shoes, like it makes it even fucking better. Like that's me. Like I'm a fucking emporium. Like I bring you shit that you didn't even know that you <laughs> even fucking needed. You know what I'm saying? And, and I come with a whole, a whole lot of shit and like, you know, one day I'm rapping, the next day I'm singing, the next day I might be cracking jokes. The next day I'm drunk. Like yeah. it's just a whole lot, but like, that's, that's my brand. You Hell know? Yeah. Let's, let's touch on your, uh, your comedy real quick. What got <laughs> you into that? Um, I said I always had comedy brain. Yeah. I've always had comedy brain, and I have a bunch of comedian friends. I'm such a movie buff. I'm a stand-up buff. Like, I just love, like, I'm just a ball of, like, useless pop culture information. Same. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just know so much shit that's, like, unless I went on, like, who wants to be a million? Like, none of this information <laughs> will really, like, serve me for real. Like, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, or just, it just makes me look cooler, more well-rounded. Like, oh, you know about that, you know? Mm. So I've always been a fan of comedy, and I always, like, I always knew I was funny, mm. you know? And, but it was one of those things where it's, like, Social media definitely made it to where everybody feels that they can do something just because they just did it. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. my grandma used to have a saying where she'd be like, you give a nigga a lasso, he want to be a cowboy. <laughs> like, you just, like, if somebody just, if some dude were to just walk in here and see all this, he would be like, I'm going to start a podcast today right. and it's going to be the bit like, yeah. bro, it doesn't. <laughs> Just because you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just anybody could just say they want to do something. Like, I want to fucking, I don't know, be like a <laughs> biologist or something. I can't just walk in there and be like, I'm doing this now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am, matter of fact, respect me. Like, and that, that kind of would it be. Like, niggas would just pick up some shit and it's like immediately they want the accolades of, of like already putting in their 10,000 hours and all this shit. Like, mm. bitch, no, that is not, that is not how it works. We don't just, you know, like you actually have to, have to put in work. And I, re I respect comedians in the art form and shit too much to call myself a comedian. Mm. So like I, I'm 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 tinkering with it. Like I don't I don't limit myself. You know, again, that goes with my emporium shit. Again, yeah. I'm doing comedy today. Maybe tomorrow I might be a tattoo artist. Like yeah. I have way too many skills, you know what I'm saying? But I I like how it was I, I just did my first, um, like, actually, actual stand-up. Congratulations. Well, thank you. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, Daywa. She has, a, um, I think it's a monthly. Ooh. I think she does it monthly or maybe bi-monthly. I don't know. But it's called D's Nuts, and it's at the Crocodile at the Hereafter um, Comedy Club downstairs. I'm going to have to check that out, actually. You okay. should. It was a great fucking time. Daywa's fucking hilarious. Do you go to any of the comedy clubs in L.A.? Mm-hmm. 
all the time. Oh. Like that's my that's my get down. Hell yeah. I'm always at the fucking comedy at the comedy shows. Was like it? I said, I, I've gotten a lot of the shows. Uh, now a lot of the comedians are like my friends. Like I just mm -hmm. go to support them and, and see them. And, you know, it's also great just going to a show. Like I go by myself. Like yeah. that's one of my, yeah. I just have fun doing that. But, but yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Was it nerve wracking? To... No, Whoa, not at wow. all. I mean, I'm used to the stage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to, I'm used to the stage and I'm used to just, talking shit, you know what I'm saying, cracking jokes. Like, before I even went up there, I'd, I'd, I've, I have, like, a couple, five, ten minutes already written out. Like, I have mm. notes full of voice memos full of jokes. Like, this is something that I've wanted to do, but it's like I don't really, didn't really know how to pull the plug or start. Mm. So, like, super shouts out to Daywa because she just, like, DM'd me because I had posted on my story, like, hey, everybody, I'm coming back home. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to work, link up, whatever, like, hit me up. And she hit me, and she was like, you want to try stand-up? And I just immediately mm. was like, yeah. Hell yeah. And then just like didn't even think about it. Like, just do it. So like that was kind of the opportunity that I that I needed. So I'm looking forward to to trying to get because I definitely want to do it in LA. Like it was I think it was easy to do it, do it here. Like yeah. I'm not lost on the 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 fact that like it's not easy. <laughs> you know mm. what I'm saying? It's not easy. And just because I did great the first time does not mean that I'm gonna do great the second, third, fourth, fifth, you know, up team whatever time. So that's so exciting. Like, do you uh relate any of your like musical writing to being able to do comedy writing yeah yeah in terms that I'm such a kind of a chaotic writer mm -hmm. in a sense like things come to me with in life you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying for me to like actually sit down in the studio it would take me a whole lot longer to come up with some shit but like me drive every is I don't know what it is about driving, mm. but like every time I'm driving, I always come up with shit. Cause you got a lot of time in traffic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time in traffic, or oh, just gosh. like I don't know if anybody else can relate, but like I disassociate a lot, mm. like a lot. Like yeah. I'm a disassociator, so I feel like a lot of times I disassociate when I drive, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Cause it's like I know I'm driving, like yeah. I'm not driving crazy, but it's like I'm kind of not there. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm there, but I'm not. Like the lights are on, but I'm totally. I'm writing in my head. Like, I'm not fucking there. So, like, a lot of times I come up with shit while I'm driving or just walking. Down, like, And it's the same with jokes. Like, it's just experiencing life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not one of those that could just... I'm, and I, and I, I usually say that, like, I'm kind of a hard artist to support and love because mm -hmm. I don't put out music as often as, you know, some other people's favorite artists. Like, I actually have to experience shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just... It's not going to be nothing I'm proud of if I just had to do it. Like, if I'm going to do that, then I will do sync work. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what that's for. Like, right. actually writing shit um, intentionally for, like, okay, I'm going to do this for a show or for a movie or for something like that. That's cool because you get in a bag for it. But, yeah. like, just to, when I'm, like, actually creating an album or music, like, this is what I do. So I, I have to, like, actually experience shit. Yeah. So it's like, you know, people be like, any more new music? Is there any, any new music? Like... I'm doing good. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Like, or actually, I'm not doing great at all. I'm actually doing fucking horrible. And you're asking me, yeah. when am I going to make some new music? Are you going to Venmo me some shit? Because, right. again, it goes back to, like, people are just so ignorant as to, like, they think that, like, studios are like libraries or something. Mm -hmm. Like, you could just go in there and then record and somebody, you just press a button and then a song pops out of the machine. Right, but like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like it costs money. It yeah. takes time. Like you think that somebody's just going to mix and master it for free. Do you even know it makes it ma matter of fact, we're cutting this conversation because this is too much shit. I have to explain to you Fucking and normies. you don't do this and you're a normie. Yeah. So 
So are, are you <laughs> watch si- a fucking YouTube video or a documentary? Are you guys signed at all? Like, or do you have any deals? Or are you guys like independent? Or how does it work? Uh, or is it so? Is it different from being Gifted Gab and Blimes and Gab? Are those two different entities? Definitely two different entities. Uh, is it, you know you got Gifted Gab, that you have Blimes, and you have Blimes and Gab. Mm-hmm. You know, Blimes has a whole career in discography, just like I do before mm-hmm. I even knew she existed on this on this right. earth. So we definitely have our our different things. But um, the Blimes and Gab thing, we did have a um, we had a distribution deal with Sony Orchard. Got it. Um, before the pandemic, but the pandemic really like, fu- like I hate, it's like beating a dead horse at this point. Be like the pandemic really fucks shit up. But like it really fucks shit up. Like yeah. we lost the deal because of that in the sense that, you know, it's in the pandemic. It, uh, uh, Sony orchard is a subsidiary of Sony. So it's, you know, it doesn't have the, the whole thing. Like, you know, Sony would, it was like yeah. not a whole lot of people It's a smaller office and you know, a lot of people couldn't be, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just one of those things. Like, a lot of things just kind of kind of fell through, and they ended up dropping a lot of artists because they didn't have the manpower the mm-hmm. or the finances or anything anymore, right. which really put a wrench in things with, for the Blimes and Gab shit because we had a budget mm-hmm. when we had that. So after we lost the distribution deal, we had to pay shit out of pocket, and we're in a global pandemic, yeah. and we just dropped an album that now we can't tour. <laughs> so like everything that we all the work and shit that we put into the album almost I, I never like to say that, you know, it was a loss or anything like that because we still put out a body of work that people still listen to and stream. Like we have Met the Man, Bahamadia, Jay Park. I'm like we have heavy hitters on the album and it took so much time and like, goddamn, I can't even tell you how much, yeah. you know, what I'm saying went into making that project to then. Once it's finally out to the world, you can't do any of the fucking shit you're supposed to. We couldn't tour it. We were even ta- we were even gearing up, uh, talking about an international tour. We couldn't even like do sway. Like we couldn't do shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it really like was really fucked up. And then even Blinds and I, we had two seasons of a scripted comedy mm. written, executive produced by Nelson George. Mm. T Pain loved the idea. He was he was ready to get down with it. Everything was, you know what I'm saying? But then there was a writer strike at around mm. the same time as the pandemic. So not only was it like kind of not far fetched, but it was a lot more difficult to pitch a show at that time, but then now writers ain't writing shit. So now no one's producing anything. So there was a minute, you know what I'm saying, in the beginning of that, of that pandemic where, you know what I'm saying, a lot of, you know, normies and people were like, why isn't there shit coming out? Or why isn't there? Because nobody, because they're, they're standing yeah. on what they, they deserve more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. yeah, it was just like, couldn't make up how terrible timing <laughs> it was for shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's like, tis life and maybe it was, you know, Nothing is ever by just like complete mistake. So it was probably a reason for that. And like, I, it's not like I completely fell off, but it was like, we're to the point now, it's kind of to the point now where you kind of are starting over a little bit. Mm. And it's a really very humbling, but at the same time, it's like, it's almost like a rebirth because everybody knew me as a rapper. And it's yeah. like, I'm not a rapper. Like, even when I was rapping, I've never been a rapper. You're an emporium. <laughs> yeah, I'm an emporium. I'm a I'm I'm an entity. Like I don't yeah. just rap. Like rapping gives you when you think when you hear rapper, you automatically have a picture in your head. Yeah. You know, and I'm not that. I'm not any of those things. Like I don't really talk about those things. I don't have those type of fit like I don't even like the gaudy shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm nothing that like a quote unquote rapper is. So it's it's nice to it's it's very bittersweet to to having this kind of rebirth to be like you're not a rapper. Like, you do hella shit. But, like, girl, what do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always going to rap. I'm always going to make music. That's never going to be something I'm not going to do. But, like, 
music has always been the catalyst. You know what I'm saying? I'm a writer. Like, I write. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't just, isn't for music. I want to write shows. Like, I don't want to, I don't really want to be the forefront anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, the, like, the star because you don't get creative control being in front of the camera. I want to create what's, I want to create the world. I don't want to be in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I want to create the world. So that's where I'm at now. So I'm really just trying to figure out like, what do I want to do? Do I want to do voiceover, which I really love? Mm-hmm. Do I want to do show writing? Do I want, you know, I got to figure out cause I could do them all, but like you have to f- figure out one, you know, you mm-hmm. got to work, you got to figure something out. So yeah. Well, I'm, I'm excited at. for your comedy to see where that goes, but yeah. it seems like the, the world is your oyster. It really is, bro. Yeah. It is. It could be a little overwhelming, but like, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do this shit over I wouldn't change nothing that's ever happened you yeah. know. Well, I'm I'm happy you finally came on. You definitely inspire me. I know this Aww. episode will inspire others <laughs> as well. And, I um, hope so. Or people would be like, "Damn, she <laughs> is a negative Nancy." No, oh <laughs> like, nah, I keep it real. Like, yeah. if you want if you want to know the real, I'm your girl. If yeah. you want to hear all that bullshit, ask anybody on Instagram. No, it's a, it's <laughs> a nice change of pace. Uh, I don't know if you've ever checked out any of the Greg interviews I've done, but he's mm. he's a he's a ranter. I, I will say you're not a ranter like <laughs> I'm Greg. I'm kind of a ranter. <laughs> it's a, it's more um hmm. It's a, it's more calming though a little mm. bit you know I always I always circle back that's yes, my thing that's ranting is a straight line but like yeah. I always circle back to what we were originally yeah. I always get back there it might you might take the scenic route but I'm always gonna get back to what we were talking yeah. about that's that's actually pretty good yeah you, are, you need to create a podcast on do you have you like had a podcast before like had kind your own? of I fucked around with it mm. it's one of those things like I'm good like this like yeah. by myself like even when the yeah. pandemic. I was doing a lot of at-home concerts, which I fucking hated, and I'll never mm. fucking do that oh, shit God. again. I hated it, bro. It was so dumb. Yeah. Like, first of all, it wasn't even the set. Like, because it was a pandemic, and, like, technically you're doing it in your house, people would be like, it was like they didn't have to pay you or have to pay oh, you even yeah. remotely close to what your fee is. But it's like... Not much really changed aside from like the actual location of it, but like I'm literally still performing, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But like it was just dumb and like having to look at a phone and like perform and like after you're done, just pretend people are clapping. Like it was, I, did, I hated it. I didn't, I didn't like it the fuck at all. So I don't know if I could try to figure out my podcast format because I'm really good at bouncing off, you know what I'm saying? Not just kind of just speak like then I would just go on Instagram live every day if I was going to do that. Got it. So trying to find like the a good co-host and format and shit like that. But I I, I am definitely Hell yeah. Well, I'm a, made for podcasting. I'm a podcast producer, so and look at this is a whole multimedia studio. So if Bro, you're ever in Seattle, yeah, you're my guy. We're going we're going to talk more on that. Yes. We're going to get this up and running. 100%. <laughs> well, well with that um is there any any advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers? Hmm. If I had one piece of advice to give a creative, I would say, man, (laughs) I would say, man, if this is, if creating is what you want to do, you really got to do it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You really got to do it. You got to do your due diligence. Um, 
yeah, that's really, that's all I can really say. Like, it's kind of self-explanatory and don't really need to go into a whole, if this is what you're going to do, really do the shit. Yeah. Don't play around with it. There's too many people playing around with it and the real can see that very easy. Yeah. So if you really want to be a part of this shit, really do it because then you're going to attract the people that really do do it and that's, you know, going to get you to where you want to be. So don't be out here just bullshitting. There's plenty. We need, we need more refrigerator repairmen. We need we need more people that build tables. Not everybody has to be a fucking rapper, you know what I'm saying, or or a creative. But if it's really if it's really in you, you'll know. Yeah, 100%. you'll fucking know. And is there anything you want to promote? I know you, I don't know. Have you dropped your your set on YouTube yet, or is it? I'm going to, be? to. I'm actually okay. waiting till I get back to I, I get back to uh, L. A. tomorrow, where my whole setup is. But yeah, it'll be it'll be on YouTube this week. Um, I mean, I don't really have too much. Coming up to promote, I mean, well, I guess technically, I'm like, I have nothing to promote. I'm literally going on tour. I'm literally going hey. on tour in October. There well, we Blime, Blimes and I are going on tour with um, Atmosphere. Oh. Um, and I think the other opener is Plain Old Bill. Okay. I'm sorry if I fucked up your name, bro. But <laughs> yeah, we're going on tour with Atmosphere in October. Um, there's been six dates announced, and I think there's more being confirmed. Um, so yeah, ticket, tickets are available right now. Seattle you go to, better, be, better, better be one of those spots. It's still being confirmed, right. <laughs> but it's got to, it's yes. got to like, I, I know it will, but like, you know, it's, you know, you're not a normie. So you yeah. understand there's a lot 100%. that plays into it, but, but yeah, we're going on tour in, in October. So like I said, you go to my Instagram, Blimes' Instagram, Atmosphere's Instagram, Rhyme Sayers Instagram. You'll find, you know, the tickets and everything. And yeah, I mean, shit, follow me on social media and stream my shit. Everything is gifted gab on social media is gifted underscore gab on all my shits. And if you, whether you listen to from, you know, SoundCloud to motherfucking, I don't know, whatever version of Spotify they have in Africa, like yeah. Gifted Gab, you'll find me. Hell yeah. <laughs> this has been the NAS podcast with Gifted Gab. And we did it.